This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 2-1 Boston leading the Maple Leafs. That is with 2 minutes and 59 seconds left in the second period. The other NHL game, 3-1 Hurricanes up on the Sabres. That's late in the second period as well. WHL tonight, the Connor Bedard Tour continues in Calgary. That game starts in a few minutes. Last night, we had Mooner on from the game in Red Deer. Uh, well over 7,000 fans for that one. It was going to be the uh, best attended weekday game in Rebels history, and uh, it turned out to be a good one. Bedard did get a goal in the game. The Rebels won 6-5 in overtime as for the Edmonton Oil Kings well let's get an update from their play-by-play voice my good friend Andrew Peart is on the line Andrew how are you doing doing well Reed how are you tonight I'm doing excellent uh as I as you probably know and I mentioned final show before I take a couple of days off Mm -hmm. I feel like I've really hyped up getting two days off work uh I I feel like I've I've really put myself in the mindset that like yeah I'm going to be gone for like three months on some kind of cruise where it's like no I'll probably be back Sunday covering the Oilers practice but anyway uh (laughs) I've tried to well, put myself in a good mindset to enjoy it. When you're in the thick of a hockey season, Reed, two days off does feel like three months <laughs> off because you're so used to being, you know, on top of things every single second of every single day. So two days off, 48 hours. What are you going to do with I Are you going to go find a simulator and get working on your game before we hit the course <laughs> oh, this, yes, uh, this spring? I need it. I'm going to need more than two days practice <laughs> to be any, any good. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to go. I got a couple little lunch things planned and then oh, uh, nice. i don't know i'll probably nap at some point that's, that's <laughs> at my age i'm sure there's people out there <laughs> how'd you spend your day off well, i did everything i usually do except i got to nap <laughs> yeah, yeah i got an extra couple hours then yeah, yeah, exactly uh no but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it we're having some fun tonight we've been talking about uh conspiracy theories so people have been texting in their favorite ones now are you um are, are, we've never talked about this. We've gotten to know each other. You know, I'd say we've built a kind of nice friendship over the last few years. And like you said, we, we golfed together this summer. And we like talking. But I don't know this about you. Are you into science fiction? Like, I was a big X-Files fan when the show was on. Does any of that interest you? Not so much X-Files. I will say my favorite TV show of all time is Lost, which is very much science fiction. I've watched that start to finish. Um, I, I don't even want to admit how many times I've watched it. It's been so many times. So I'm definitely into that and conspiracy theories. I, I heard you guys talking off the top about, uh, you know, the moon landing and, you know, Roswell and all that good stuff. But, you know, there's, there's some good sports ones out there as well, not just the Oilers and the referees, you know. Uh <laughs> Well, the the frozen envelope with the Patrick yeah. Ewing draft is the first one that comes to mind for me for That's sports stuff. That's my favorite one. Yeah. 
that's my favorite one by far to get Patrick Ewing to the, the New York Knicks. But the, the one that makes me scratch my head, though, is Ollie Liston, too, how that would have been a rigged fight because he won in the first round. No, that, just simply not true. But, um, you know, I, I do like looking into all those things. It's it's good good way to kill some time. Yes, it is. Don't, don't get – hopefully – People aren't getting too hung up on it because we're talking about it tonight. I you, I generally use it as a distraction. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of distractions, did the boys go curling today? What happened? Yeah, they're out at the the uh, Shamrock Curling Club. Our buddy Gavin Morton used to work for OEG, the the GM over there. Now he had the boys out, and uh, the guys were hucking the rocks down, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. The best was our two import players of uh, Wojtek Ford and Luca Hope. Neither knew a thing about curling before they stepped in that rink, and uh, pretty fun to watch them uh, take their licks out there. And uh, we had a few guys though that that weren't too bad that might have a future if uh, if the hockey thing doesn't work out. I think about Ben Wright and. Uh, Dagla, there was a real competitive match that they were involved in. It was a lot of fun to watch, actually. Uh, how often will the Oil Kings try to do something team building wise a little bit like this? And it obviously can be tough during the season, but just do a different sport, or I don't know if you, I don't know if they still do laser tag or things like that. But how often do you get do they try to get out and do something? Yeah, it's it's definitely sporadic. It's all based off the schedule. And, you know, January has been sort of friendly to the Oil Kings. Uh, apart from uh, a game down in Red Deer, they've, they've been at home for, for the, the entirety of the January uh, month. So they, they've been able to get out a little bit. But, yeah, I, I think ideally they like to do stuff once every couple of weeks, whether it's, you know, something like taking uh, a, a day that you might practice and, and get out and do something different just to, to mix things up for the guys or, you know, just having different speakers come in and talk to the guys. I don't know if you follow on social media, but the team struck up quite the relationship with Manny Arsenault of the Edmonton Elks. So, you know, things like that, they, they try and pick their spots with it. But, you know, whenever the opportunity is there, I mean, Luke Pierce does such a good job of, of getting those things organized. And whether it's, yeah, curling or, or listening to someone talk, going to the, the water park, whatever it is, uh, the guys find uh, different ways to, to keep things interesting. And you got to do that throughout the course. I mean, the hockey season is so long, you got to find a way to break it up and, and take the mind off of hockey every now and then tell, tell me a little bit more about that about manny arsenal and the oil kings yeah so i mean it's it's kind of interesting and there's a, a natural connection between the oil kings and, and the elks just through brian cheeseman who was the longtime athletic therapist with the oil kings he's now over working with the elks and um you know i think he was he was out for a little bit of time last year and um he's, he's such an excellent speaker and motivator and and brian was doing some treatments on him and said you know your message I think would be be really good for for some some young hockey players and uh, they were able to set that up he came in and and spoke with the guys and the guys really gravitated to him and they he gravitated to them and you know since then it's been back and forth and we actually have a a slogan of his uh, up in the dressing room for the Edmonton Oil Kings so it's it's been a nice partnership and it's you know one that was driven through uh, through Brian Cheeseman and and Rogan Dean and their relationship and you know and it's good to see that Manny's re-upped with the Elks so uh, we're looking forward to having him back up here when he uh, gets ready to start the football season. And interestingly enough, we've got a, a young prospect, Blake Fiddler, Vernon Fiddler's son, who's down in Texas. That's where Manny Arsenal uh, spends his off-season training. And he's training Blake Fiddler, Vernon Fiddler's son. So um, the, the ties are, are, are pretty incredible between uh, the, the Elks and the Oil Kings through, uh, through Manny and, uh, uh, and obviously uh, Brian and Rogan. Okay, well, good for Manny. That's, uh, what's yeah. Manny's slogan? Can you share that? <laughs> I don't know that I'm at liberty to share. Right. Um, it, 
but uh, maybe next time you're, you're walking the halls, just peek okay. your head around the corner and you might uh, you might see it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, uh, fair enough. Uh, Andrew Peard joining us at Inside Sports, play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Tell us about what's coming up on Friday for the team. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big night for for the Edmonton Oil Kings. It's uh, our, our annual Pride Night game. We obviously we had our first one last year, and um, you know it was uh, it was a pretty simple partnership with with Luke Prokop being a part of the team, and uh, you know even with him not a part of the team, it's something that uh, the organization really wants to to carry forward, and we're we're looking forward to uh, having another one um, with uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors in town. Our players are going to be wor- uh, using the Pride tape on their sticks for warmups. We'll have the the 50-50 and Chuckapuck um, benefiting uh, the Pride Center of Edmonton Capital Pride, Pride Corner on White, uh, Out Loud St. Albert, and uh, the Firefly Institute for Gender and Sexual Diversity. Um, it, it's just a way to uh, further the education um, uh, of inclusivity in sport because uh, we're, we're, we're making strides, but we're not nearly where we want to be. So, you know, these nights are very important to, to the Edmonton Oil Kings, to the game of hockey, and, um, you know, we're really excited to, uh, to put on a show on Friday night. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a celebration, but it's also going to be very educational as well and um, something that we, we're really looking forward to. Obviously, and I don't think it's to anybody's surprise, a, a tough year for the Oil Kings. There haven't been a lot of victories. We kind of knew where the team was in the cycle after the last three or four years. And I know they just had a very tough game on Saturday or on Sunday, but there had been some better results I, I found before that. You know, I know it's not going to be a playoff year or anything like that, but is the roster sort of stabilizing? Is there a little bit of gelling going on here? Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And you look at it over the last coming up on on ten games, they're they're three three and two through the the the, the end of this uh, homestand that they've been on, and um, there, there's been a lot of movement with the roster this year, and and for Luke Pierce and, and Serge Lajoie and Laddie Schmid, um, really trying to sink their teeth into this lineup. It's it, the problem's been with getting the message and the systems down. Um, that it's it's been a, a revolving door. Different players they're trying to get up to speed on it. But now that you know the deadline has passed and the roster has been set, you're really starting to see that messaging sink in. And um, the, the team's playing more like a team. Um, it's it's a more competitive team each and every night, uh, with the exception of last Sunday. That one got away from them. That's going to happen uh, to a young hockey team every now and then. But no, I I, I really like the way that they. They, they've come on as of late and uh, you know we got some more players starting to, to really raise their games whether it be the, the young 16 year old in Gavin Hodnett or you know a guy like Cole Miller starting to find his way Carter Kowalik on the back end just more and more the, the guys are really starting to, to look more and more comfortable in the Western Hockey League and you know it's it's a long build it's a slow build at times but uh, I think this team's on the right track okay uh, so sorry what time's the game on Friday uh, seven o'clock and then what else do they have anything else this weekend uh, just a, a road game, two o'clock on Saturday down in Calgary to take on the uh, the Hitman. Oh, that's a quick turnaround, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well. The problem this year, the Saddledome is a very, very busy place with the the Flames, the Wranglers, the Hitman, and the the Roughnecks. So uh, there's some unique starts at the Saddledome this year, and uh, uh, the Oil Kings will be caught up in it uh, this weekend. But you know, nothing wrong with a quick turnaround. These guys are young; they got the young legs. So. Uh, It'll be a good game with the Hitmen. Of course, the Oil Kings did just beat the Hitmen three to nothing on uh, Friday night. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's perfect. All right. Uh, I understand you have prepared something for me. What's going on? <laughs> Some Western Hockey League trivia. Well, W. I'm gonna. Oh I'll, my I'll goodness. Give you a, I'll, I'll give you a warning. Read. It's WHL 
slash Memorial Cup trivia. So we got a few, right. uh, well, few questions for you. I could do very poorly on this. I'm prepared to be, uh, well, I'm never really embarrassed, but I'm prepared to do poorly. Because <laughs> even if I know the answers, sometimes I don't access, I can't find the part of my brain where they are. But this is going to be fun. Because as you know, I often quiz other people. Mm -hmm. uh, the quiz for Stoffer is a semi-regular thing when Stoff and I are on together. Sometimes I'll quiz John Shannon. So you are quizzing me. Okay, this is great, Andrew. Okay, so first question. It's going to be the easiest of the questions. Who is the first player to score a three-on-three -three overtime goal ever at the Memorial Cup? Uh, oh, who was it? Was it, was it Logan Dahanyuk? No, no, but you're on the right path. You've got the right team. Well, yeah, because it was you guys last year. Mm-hmm. And then I and interviewed yeah. him the day after the tournament. or the day. No, I didn't interview him the day after the tournament. I interviewed him the day after the goal. <laughs> yeah, he had a hat trick that game. Oh, my God. See, this is the problem. <laughs> uh, but, well, did, when did Logan – didn't Logan score an overtime goal at some point? Or did he, he score the goal late in one of the games in Seattle? Yeah, in game four in Seattle to give us a 3-1 series lead, he scored with like 2.4 seconds left and uh, really uh, took the wind out of the sails of uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds okay, was, uh, in that uh, team and their crowd. Was it Weeb? Did... Yes, Jackson okay, Weeb I, is the correct answer. I sort of cheated because I looked up the roster from last year <laughs> and then I thought which names. Okay, so <laughs> see, that, that was the easy one and I got it wrong. Though at least I said a player on your team who did score a big goal. Hey, not bad. You were close. You were right around it. Okay, you ready for the second one? Yeah. Okay, so uh, with the exception of the Oil Kings, who obviously, like I just mentioned, they, they won a round-robin game at last year's Memorial Cup. Uh, before that, uh, who was the last team to win a round-robin game at the Memorial Cup from the Western Hockey League? Okay, I think it was a team that hosted. Was it, was it Red Deer? In 2016? No, it would have been Regina in 2018. Oh, crap. Regina hosted that year, right? <laughs> that is correct. Right. So they weren't the champion. No, but they were the host. But they were the host. So it, Right, because the mm -hmm. WHL champion had not won a game until you guys won. Uh, that is correct since the Kelowna Rockets uh, back in 2015. Right. When okay. they beat so, uh, Rumuski. See, again, I was in the right ballpark, but playing the wrong <laughs> position. Because I, 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 like, I knew where you were going with that because it, was a, it wasn't the WHL champion that won a game. It was the WHL host. So I had the That's wrong correct. year. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is fun. Okay. we got to do this more often. you got to just call in sometimes and ask me random questions. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll just start firing uh, text <laughs> to the text line. Okay, this one is, uh, you mentioned it uh, off the top here. Connor Bedard's playing uh, right now uh, down in Calgary against the Hitman. So he's riding a 34-game point streak right now and uh, doesn't have a point yet to, in this game. I got it up on my TV. But uh, who holds the WHL record for the longest point streak? Uh, okay, see, now I'm overthinking it because I, I know the guys, well, I don't, I don't know if I know the whole order, but I know some of the names that are up top of the WHL's all-time scoring list. So I'm going to go with a guy off that. I'm going to say Glenn Goodall. 
That is a great guess, and he is a guy that played in the Western Hockey League at 15 years old. But the correct answer, oh, and he's got to tie into the Edmonton Oilers because he's the brother of a former Edmonton Oilers head coach. It's Jeff Nelson from the Prince Albert Raiders. No way. Yeah, yeah. he had a 54-game, uh, or pardon me, a 56-game point streak uh, during the 1990-91 season for the Prince Albert Raiders. 108 points. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that was a good quiz. I, I, I kind of went, well, I did go 0 for 3, though at least I <laughs> at least I had a thought process. Well, I had a thought process on all three. I just got the wrong. See, with that last one, that's one of those either you know it or you don't. Um, yeah. And I was wondering, and I was wondering, is he going to find a question that Rob Brown is the answer to, right? Uh, well, I was looking at that, but I felt like it would have been like, you know, asking you who led the WHL in scoring in 1986. I figure like you, you probably would have got that one rather easily, or my worry was that you didn't, and then we'd have friction next time uh, you're doing a, a pre and post game show. <laughs> Well, Rob would never know. I wouldn't have told him. He's probably not listening. Okay. Well, those were fun. Uh, we'll do those. Those those were really good. Those were really good questions. Um, all three of them. So I I applaud you for that. All right. So Friday at seven, and people can listen to OilKings.ca. That is correct. Tickets available OilKings.ca as well. Andrew, you're the best man. Thanks for hopping on. Hey, anytime, Reed. That is Andrew Peard, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, great guy, great broadcaster, good update there on the team, some of what's going on on and off the ice as they went curling today. And I did not know that. A big fan of the show, Lost. And I will go to break by saying, don't tell me what I can't do. Insightful conversation, Canadian voices, and a little bit of late-night fun. Come and be part of this community when we light the shift head dumpster fire one more time. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chat Inside Sports. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights say that Mark Stone is out indefinitely after having back surgery. Of course, Vegas, one of the teams up there competing for playoff positioning in the Pacific Division. So uh, L.A. had to settle for a point yesterday in overtime after they blew that 4-1 lead to uh, Carolina. We were following that game while Wayne Wagner from Wayne's Sports Cards and Collectibles, were uh, he was on the show. So Seattle, 63 points. L.A., 63. Vegas, 62. Edmonton, 60. When you go by points percentage, it goes Seattle, Vegas, Edmonton and then LA. LA has played more games than the other teams there. Uh, Calgary with 57 points. So six points between first and fifth in the Pacific Division. Going to be a fun one. Oilers back at it on Tuesday. Four o'clock face-off show game at 5.30 here on 6.30. Chet. four road games when the Oilers get back out of uh, out of this break. Uh, great to have Andrew Peard on the show. Uh, love talking to him. Love talking about the Oil Kings. Uh, tough year, but they're uh, they're working hard and trying to rebuild here for another uh, big run like they had last year and really in the previous years. I couldn't remember the overtime score. I, I couldn't remember Jackson Weeb. I thought it was, uh, I said Logan Delhaniak, that he got a big goal in the uh, WHL final against Seattle. Well, my trivia skills are lacking. How are my skills when it comes to uh, naming animals? We're going to do our world-famous segment, Name the Animal, when we get back. And we'll probably, uh, well, not probably, we'll get to some of your feedback about your favorite conspiracy theories. 
It is the uh, final half hour before I get a couple of days off, so that I, I hope there will be a lot of levity, and you are welcome to participate at 780-496-0063.